1: welcome to the total car score podcast bringing you the world of cars from inside the car and now your hosts carl brower lauren fix and javier mota well here we are for the first press
2: trip of 2022 uh, i thought almost it was gonna happen because of all the new variants of the COVID and all that. But here we are in Santa Fe, New Mexico, beautiful place, a little cold for my taste. I'm from Miami, but still mm-hmm. really enjoyable. And unfortunately, Benay Shahani, like VP of Lexus
0: Marketing, couldn't make it, but we made arrangement to talk to him. So how are you, Benay? Hey, Javier. Thanks for having me. I'm so sorry I couldn't be there in person. Unfortunately, I had a family member come down with COVID and that changed my my travel plans. So uh,
2: uh, as I was saying, <laughs> like COVID is hitting us from all sides. So yeah,
0: completely exactly. understandable.
2: I'm hope you're okay. Everybody yeah. in your family too.
0: Yes. Thank you. I'm I'm doing fine. Thank you. Trying to stay safe and dodge these bullets from every direction, but uh, I'm glad you had a chance to drive the LX 600 today. I, w- I would love to hear your impressions so far.
2: Well, I just finished and uh, obviously like a fantastic vehicle. I mean, Lexus all the way, but um, I think my impressions are a little bit on their embargo after for a few days, so I'm right. gonna keep them uh, uh shut for for uh, for now. Sure. But I just wanna talk about like the strategy because obviously this segment of uh, ultra luxury SUVs basically exploded last last year. Rolls Royce of all brands hit an all time record, all in history, like. All the, the more vehicles sold ever, and obviously the cooling that is. Um and that's obviously a much more expensive car. But also the Jeep Grand Wagoneer came back, um, and Range Rover uh, showed the new model. So this segment obviously is it's a a big interest of
0: uh, for all brands, and Lexus couldn't fade out, right? That's right. Yeah. We, we definitely don't want to stay out. We do think that we have a rightful place in this segment by virtue of this being the fourth generation of LX in the kind of history of, of Lexus going back to, I think the first generation was 1996. So I I think that, you know, for most brands, this type of vehicle represents a flagship of sorts, a statement of the brand and who we are, Um, you know, we have a lot to be proud of with this new flagship. You know, it, it builds on the legacy of what we started. Uh, it reflects the kind of next chapter of the brand that we've been talking about for uh, the last year or so, specifically with the launch, uh, starting with the launch of the new IS. Um, but we yeah. have a lot of new updates in the platform as, as you experienced. Uh, you know, this new GA-F platform, um, you know, it's got more rigidity. Um, it really provides a strong foundation for improved on-road performance, which, you know, when I drove the old uh, outgoing model, the LX570 back-to-back with the LX600, it's a night-and-day difference. You can feel the weight reduction. You can feel the more agile uh, kind of driving dynamics that we have by virtue of Lexus driving signature. Um, you know, you see the, the the vehicle now that it has a twin-turbo uh, V6, uh, ten speed automatic transmission it's it's absolutely adequately powered, but we also have the benefit of additional fuel economy that comes with that uh more towing capacity that comes with that so I, all this to say that uh we are excited to compete in this category uh you know people uh i think in the luxury market the sub segment of the u s auto industry um they want this type of vehicle um certainly for families um And I think that we have the opportunity to really do a better job from a market share perspective, especially when you consider, you know, the elephant in the room, which is the uh, Land Cruiser is no longer being sold new in the United States. Uh, So we definitely think that there's a a big sales opportunity for us um, uh, and a brand opportunity, frankly.
2: Yeah. Well, the whole luxury segment um, grew 18.4% last in, well, in December only. But, um, it showed through all the year that consumers, despite of the higher prices, are willing to go for this because people want more and more in everything right
0: yeah i I have to be honest with you, Javier. I'm seeing things that I've never seen in my twenty seven year career um you know it's uh it's a little bit um kind of defying the laws of physics in terms of what we're seeing in the marketplace uh, but look, it's great, I think there's more demand for our brand than we've ever seen before. Uh, you know, we sold almost 303,000 units in the calendar year of 2021. Our expectation is that we'll be able to grow the share, assuming that the supply chain can uh, cooperate and, and the, the great people that we have in our logistics and manufacturing operations continue to do a stellar job like they've been doing. Um, but yeah, we think that, uh, this, this vehicle has a lot of great potential, um, you know, it's a very competitive segment to your point about the growth in the segment. Um, You know, there's a little bit of a sweet spot that I think we have um, just based on where this vehicle is going to be priced and the the value that comes with that. Uh, You know, I think um, having five different unique models in the lineup, uh, you know, starting with that base grade and moving all the way up to the ultra luxury allows us to um, really cater to some of the unique needs that exist within that segment. Um, but I think it's it's exciting, um, and and again, I think we're going to make sure that from a marketing perspective, which is what I uh, am involved with in the company, uh, that we do the best we can to capitalize on the brand halo that exists with the flagship luxury SUV.
2: Yeah, and the timing couldn't have been better, even though all the challenges of the pandemic, as you were saying, the the, the microchips and all the other logistics problems that everybody's having it seems like a lot of companies most of them actually and toyota the group as a group and lexus as a brand have like done a, an, an amazing job because you show also the nx uh, the new um, um compact suv uh, just like in the summer and now this one so like things are rolling out almost in the normal pace so <laughs> must be much much um Satisfying for everybody, and very encouraging to see what can can be done in the future under these challenging circumstances.
0: Yeah, I I think part of the the success that we've had, uh, I have to give a lot of credit. Aside from the manufacturing and logistics and supply chain teams that we've already spoken about, but our dealers have had to really adapt to a different model. Um, you know, moving from a selling from the lot to selling from the pipeline um, and really kind of doing that in a way that in many cases, the consumer didn't have a chance to really kind of kick the proverbial tire before buying the vehicle. Yeah. Um, And that's a very different model than what we've been used to, as you know, better than anyone uh, in the United States. And I think it opens a lot of doors for us in the future uh, in terms of how we sell. Uh, I think from a marketing perspective, it gives us more opportunities for better digital visualization of these vehicles so that we can give the customer, the guest, a better idea of what, uh, what is coming, whether that's through virtual reality or augmented reality. We're working on some cool things that, you know, you'll see later in the year. Um, but I think I love the fact that this type of environment creates a challenge for us to say, how can we do better uh, yeah. for the consumer, for the guest and uh, that's that's really the the innovation that comes out of uh, this type of tough uh, situation.
2: And speaking about the whole experience, I mean in the the vehicle itself, the new infotainment system, which is amazing. I really love talking to it and like getting a, a clear response very quickly to anything I want or need. But also the the experience, as you saying, like at the dealership or dealing with the dealership now, there's been a lot of. Um, pricing in other brands like Broncos, uh, Bronco gone for a hundred thousand dollars and like the dealerships maybe not getting up to the new rules of the market right like they're like there has to be a lot of more transparency and all that so Lexus it's always uh, always had this uh, great experience at dealerships how are you improving or trying to what what are you trying to
0: improve in this um uh, dealership experience. Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head when you said this amazing experience, which happens to be our tagline, experience amazing. I um, love. <laughs> and this is, this is who we are. And there's a Japanese word that we've used many times in our meetings uh, with our journalist partners and with our agency partners. And that's Omotenashi. And that's this anticipatory hospitality that the brand was really founded on 33 years ago that is always going to be the foundation of who we are in this country. And I think transparency is important. Um, You know, obviously dealers can ultimately charge what they want to charge for the vehicle. We have no control over that. We have a suggestion when it comes to MSRP. Um, But I think one of the things that we're doing to try to make that process easier for the consumer, uh, as an example, is Lexus monogram. This is our, fully integrated uh, shop-buy-own experience, uh, which you know we're in a pilot stage at this point, Javier. So roughly 14 dealerships that are live of the 243 rooftops that we have in the country uh, will okay. be closer to 10% of our network. So roughly 23, 24 stores that will be live by the end of March. Uh, and really what this does, Javier, is it fully integrates the process of buying a vehicle uh, where a customer can start with Lexus.com And for the dealers that are on board with this system, it provides a fully integrated and transparent process for shopping for the vehicle, finding the vehicle and purchasing the vehicle. And you can do it from your home. You can do it from your couch. And I think that, um, you know, we're seeing uh, just some of the initial results from this software that we've kind of developed in house. We see it as a strategic advantage and we don't want to do third party. Um, We're seeing that the deals get closed faster. The consumer has a better chance of finding what they want. The, uh, kind of the back and forth negotiation is much, much quicker. Um, you know, the consumer is more likely to accept the first pencil from the dealer. Um, so that's a testament to, uh, you know, the, the, the way that we've developed the software, which is, you know, obviously in close partnership with, uh, our dealer partners, getting a lot of feedback during the pilot phase. But for me, this is one of, to, one of the biggest ways that we're going to try to uh, really deliver on that omotenashi, deliver on the experience amazing uh, for the future.
2: Yeah, that's great to, to learn because, again, everybody wants to win, the, yes. the manufacturer, the dealership, but the consumers too. So when there's transparency, I think that's when that happens. But also I think during these challenging times of supply um and demand and all this kind of thing. The consumers have to learn their own part too, right? I mean they have to be patient because like if, if they order a car now, they
0: they they're probably gonna now have to wait a few months, but that's part of the new process. That's right. Yeah, that's part of the process that existed in other countries that were routine, right? Now it's being <laughs> I never thought I would ever see the day that, you know, we would be sort of a build to order type of system here in the United States. And in many cases that's what it's become. Um, you know in many cases in the luxury segment that's how it was especially for ultra high-end luxury yeah. uh, but we're we're seeing a different model uh, and I think it's a more efficient model in some ways uh, but you know obviously demand if you just look at demand uh, you know we're seeing levels of demand for the Lexus brand or Lexus products that we've never seen before and certainly we want to We want to take advantage of that by building more products and and satiating that demand so that's the delicate balance that we as a oem are always trying to work hard to optimize and uh, i i think that just from a supply chain perspective we're starting to see things become a little bit better Uh, and uh, you know hopefully over the course of the year things can kind of normalize yeah
2: so i guess all this new era of lexus which as you said started 33 years ago the new era began when uh, Akito Toyota said, like, no more boring Lexus. And it's so true today. I mean, the cars like, look amazing, all the design, all the technology. So I just can imagine or, or want to imagine what, what's coming up in the next few years. I know you cannot tell me, but I think, do you agree with like the, just like the image or just like recognizing that the brand needed a new push that was the start of the new era?
0: Yeah, this is uh, this is the um, the kind of the amazing future that is so invigorating for my team to see the level of change, the product cadence that's happening right now. Even just in twenty twenty two, you you know about some of these new models that are coming, um, and the news gets even stronger and stronger in the next couple of years. So as a marketer, this is a dream job for me and for my team to elevate the profile of Lexus to really deliver on living and being a uh, a luxury brand and having vehicles and segments uh, that, you know, frankly, we haven't had before, uh, I think can really give us an opportunity to appeal to a consumer that may have either rejected, defected, or even avoided the brand in the past um, so this is this is super exciting. Um, this is definitely the most aggressive cadence of new vehicles we've seen since the inception of the brand in thirty-three years. Uh, and we intend to make the most of it. And that's again the fun part for us and our for our dealer partners and our entire divisional staff, uh, all the way up to Andrew Gillin, my boss. Um, the future has never been brighter, and uh we are all so honored to be part of it.
2: Well, congratulations to the whole team, and again, Amazing what you have done in these uh, past two years with all the restrictions of uh, travel and everything else. So I just can't imagine what you can do in quote-unquote normal times.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's, uh, it's great to talk to you, Javier. I'm glad you had a chance to drive the vehicle today. Look forward to your embargoed uh, review of the vehicle. Uh, and again, thank you as always for, uh, for your partnership.
2: Thank you very much. And I hope to see you soon. And uh, regards to all your family, I hope everybody's doing okay.
0: Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com.